0: for Latinas. I am your host, Lucy King, Latina money, business coach, speaker, and first-gen investor on a mission to teach Latinas how to stop overworking and learn their money story and start building wealth. Welcome back to Say Hola Well Podcast. You are listening to episode number six with Jolie Magaña Valencia, Why Latinas Need to Rethink Their Finances. Yoli is a money business coach and consultant at a global real estate and investment management firm and recently became an author. Yoli is very passionate about teaching Latinas and Latinos how to rethink their finances, and she is on a mission to change the narrative among Latine and wealth. She is the founder of Latinas Who Trade Latinas Who Trade was created to provide financial literacy, education, and resources to the Latinx community. Hello, Yoli. How are you? Welcome to Say Hola
1: Well podcast. Thank you, Lucy, for having me. I'm doing great. I'm always doing great, especially when it's talking about dinero with our fellow community. So thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. My
0: pleasure. I am so excited to have you here because you are a Latina, you love talking about dinero. And on top of that, you have an amazing story that I believe a lot of mujeres out there need to hear. So let's go ahead and start there. Tell us a little about yourself, what you do, and
1: who is Yoli and your business, of course. Oh, my goodness. Do we have enough time? (laughs) So um, a little bit about me. I am a commercial real estate uh, professional. So I work for a global real estate firm. And as you know, it is a very white male dominated industry, or I should say an older white male dominated industry. And I am the first in my family to pursue higher education. And so, and I'm also gonna be the first to pursue, I'm I'm getting close to accomplishing our goal of becoming the first millionaires. And, you know, my parents, I wanna share a little bit about my parents. So I'm a daughter of immigrants, right? I'm a Latina of many firsts. I was the only girl out of, you know, we were a family of seven and outside of my mom, I was the only girl. So I grew up in a very, um, machismo where machismo ruled where misogyny was you know was was very prevalent in our home and and it wasn't more because they didn't want what was best for me it's because it's what they knew and to know that you know there's many families that are still that still are encompassed by this that still have that machismo it just really made me realize that as latinas we really need, once we start uh, accumulating the knowledge and the wealth and accomplishing certain milestones and breaking certain barriers, right, that we really continue to share this with our community. And so, you know, as the founder of Latinas Who Trade, I started it because I really wanted to introduce young Latinas into investing and helping them believe that they can be millionaires, right? We, we, We are grow up. We grow up. Society has um, taught us that, you know, you grow up, you go to school and like we already have this mentality that there's a social construct of there's certain things you're going to become. But we never talk about, you know, becoming a millionaire. Right. That that's that was new to me. You know, I'm sure it was new to you. And I want to change that. I want my kids to grow up thinking, yeah. So, hey, mom. So when I hit my millionaire status, like it should be the norm. Because it is actually possible. We all can be millionaires, right? The, um, the other thing I think about a lot is I never realized I was poor. You know, being a family of seven on one income, my dad being the breadwinner, my mom, a stay at home mom, it's, it's, it's the, uh, it really shares what exists within, especially a Latino home, right? Like you, you, they always provided for us. They always, you know, did so much for me, but we also still have those challenges that exist in our culture when it comes to not talking about dinero, right? Or, you know, being a woman and what does it mean to be a woman?
0: Thank you for sharing that. I want to, you say so many amazing things right now that I'm just like drooling over here. First of all, I think, I love the fact that you're saying that we have to change the machismo rule, the machismo way of thinking, right? And you were the only girl, am I correct? Is mm-hmm. I hear that right? So yes, yeah, so,
1: so I was the only girl, and then when I got married and left, I had a little sister that was born. So that's how I say. It. But growing up, yes, I was the only girl, and my little sister is actually younger than my oldest daughter. So. <laughs> Thank you for
0: sharing that, Yoli. Um, what were some of the money beliefs that you had to unlearn in order to adopt this mindset of it's okay for me and not for my kids to believe that they can become the next millionaires? And also, what I, I love the work that you're doing with Latinas who trade. So you you love to share knowledge, you love to empower others. Um, I want to say on a podcast that Yoli has been a huge, huge fan of the work that I do. And she has actually shared some connections to help my business grow, and even myself. So let's go back to the questions. What were some of the money beliefs that you had to unlearn?
1: So I think the one was that the only place for a mujer is at home, right? Never did I, growing up, think about I am going to be this professional, this career-oriented woman where, you know, I'm getting paid for speaking engagements, that I'm doing work in the community. Never in a million years, right? I grew up believing that my place was at home and that I was going to be raising a family, and that I was going to live happily ever after, right? And boy, was that a rude awakening. And then I also had that passion, like, I know I can do more. Growing up, I always did well in school. I loved school. And I felt like, you know, I really, really could do more. And so that's how, you know, here we are today. But so that was one, right? Really, being ingrained that you know the only place for you is at home, and never even really realizing that yes, you can be a a six digit income earner, right, or multiple. And, right. um, and the other one, of course, especially growing up growing up in a Catholic home, is hearing money is the root of all evil right mm. or you know the other one is if you try to protect your family like i don't know if you've ever tried to talk to family members about like life insurance like having that conversation with with my parents or extended family what the response i would get is like no luego me matan or you know like like no cuz i'm asking for it like i that's it not really realizing that life insurance means a lot of things, right? And there's protection. There's protection there to help us elevate our family members when we're not there to to at least a next level.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as we talk more with our family, especially our elder parents about the importance of life insurance, um, in my opinion, I believe that we're actually um, helping our younger generations to really overcome any financial traumas that you and I have experienced and even our parents experienced. So we're breaking cycles of not only poverty, but also cycles of trauma when it comes to money. And you touch on your belief or maybe not your belief, but your your family's belief that money was the root of all evil. Now you are a high income earner. You have multiple income streams. What is like the, the mindset work that you had had to do to really I learned that believe yourself?
1: You know, it, it was a lot of work. One is the imposter syndrome, right? And, and it comes from my own upbringing of being the only girl. Well, because I was the only girl, there was a lot of things that I was not allowed to do. And I, and I, I don't think I shared this previously, but I do also want to share that in my parents' defense, you know, my mom was an orphan. Uh, my dad lost his parents really young so i didn't even have grandparents so i know that what the uh, in in their eyes they were protecting me as the girl right i needed the most protection i was the girl but little did they know you know that you know there there was there was other opportunities out there for me as a woman and they didn't know that because they didn't see that right they they so that for me was the biggest struggle and I got married really young. Thankfully, I'm still married and mother of three. And be, becoming a mother is what really helped me because I it's when I started realizing that's not what I want for my daughters. Like I want my daughters mm-hmm. to, to, to have the freedom to, to experience life in a way that I didn't get to experience it growing up.
0: Thank you and for then, sharing that. Sorry to interrupt, but I've, I'm no, just no, fascinated no, with what you're saying because taking care of your finances has given you so much freedom, not only in your work, but your purpose in life. And when I talk to um, my clients about the importance of managing their, their finances and their dinero, it's not just about creating the spending plan. It's not just about like, you know, tracking their expenses. It's really about living your purpose and you are doing it. And I want other mujeres to learn that, that the, it's not just about money. It's about doing what you love. I want to ask you, what has been, has been your biggest money, um, money lesson that you have learned in the last three years?
1: So one of the biggest money lessons I've learned is that, again, like I mentioned earlier, it's not just for the white man right and that building wealth is much easier than we thought because it's just a matter of understanding what's out there the resources how to utilize them right 3 years ago i was wrapping up graduate school you know that's when i was working towards my mba i have an mba in real estate finance and investments it was then that i was just blown away as we covered investments investments and having there's always that one teacher who's really passionate and they really want to share it with you. And he, you know, forget that we were talking about real estate investment trust funds and REITs and all these other stuff as it related to real estate. But he was talking to us about his personal investments and he just presented it in a way that it really like awoken a passion in me. Like, I need, to, I need to look into this. I need to research this. I need to do this. And it, And then after that, as I started accomplishing things and starting to feel more comfortable, like I need to share this. I need to get this out there to our community and what better way, you know, our community will do as they see, but you have to look apart and you have, they have to be able to relate to you. So once us as Latinos, reach certain levels or accomplish certain things, I think it is our responsibility to really share it with our community, because that's the only way we're going to help our community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and that has been one of the biggest lessons that I've learned as well. As I, as I was learning about investing through my MBA as well, I was blown away about the language that you, we can literally translate it into simple terms that our community can understand. And the beauty of building wealth is that we don't we have to not adopt this mentality of like, oh, I'm just gonna become the, the wealthy Latina. Like we go back and share it with our community and you have done it through workshops and speaking engagements. And one of the speakers engagements that you share um, that I have seen on social media, is this idea of rethinking our finances as Latinas. So let's go ahead and dive into that. What are some actionable steps that Latinas can take today to rethink that way they
1: view money? Yeah, so the approach that I like to take is really getting my audience to really rethink the way they see money, right? For one, we live in a society that has taught us that I feel like we're brainwashed that, you know, you accomplish career and once you're in your career, you're constantly wanting the next level and the next level and trying to get to the next, you know, moving up the corporate ladder, the same with money, right? It's like, oh my God, I, I managed, you know, I want to make it into the high, you know, double digits. Well, my next step is the, the, the six-digit salary. And once you get that, and, and soon you realize you're never happy because there's always the next step and the next step and the next step. So it's really trying to rethink about, it's not, and I think the pandemic also has taught us that, like, is, is that really all we want? Like, what about the freedom, the freedom to really do what we really want, to be able to care for ourselves, to be able to not live a stressful life. And so everything that I do, the workshops, the guidance, you know, when I sit down with my clients is trying to get to the bottom of that. Like, what are your goals? Right. And, you know, when I talk to the younger audience, I always say, hey, what's something that really, really makes you happy? And I guarantee you that 99% of the times, I mean, there's always that one person that says Starbucks and that does cost money, but um, it doesn't cost money. Like for me, if you ask me, it's like, oh my God, I sunbathing, sitting out in the sun. I love, you know, being on the beach. And, you know, when you really start processing that, it's like, oh, you're right. So why do I need to make more money? Like, why, why that? That doesn't make me happy. You know, being with, having time to be with family, that makes me happy. So the other analogy that I like to use is when you're managing your finances, see it as you're building a home, right? So the first thing you need to build your home to start building it is you need to have a strong foundation, right? Whether it's your sources of income, absolutely, but also protection, protection, especially if you have dependents, if you have children, and this would be in the form of like life insurance, for example. The other thing is our community doesn't realize life insurance has evolved, right? There's long-term care, especially in the US, our healthcare system is horrible. So what are we doing to, to make sure that that doesn't set us back? So if something happens to you your debt does not get wiped away. That's a misconception, right? Your family's going to have to deal with this. So think about what are you really leaving behind? God forbid something happens to you, to your children, right? Are you leaving debt? Then once you have set the foundation, you will begin building your home, right? The first floor. What's the first floor? We're going to manage our debt. And I always say, don't wait till you are done paying debt to begin investing, right? Definitely, that would be a missed opportunity. But, but I do say, make note of where your money is going. So definitely invest your money. Just make sure that you've got the stuff costing you big out of the way. Because if you're paying more interest in debt than your rate of return in your investments, we're kind of hustling backwards. And then the second floor, we all like a second floor. We like a roomy home. We move <laughs> on to, to you know, let's establish an emergency fund, at least six months of expenses, right? Because God forbid, and I think that the, the pandemic has taught us that, you know, anything can happen nowadays. So at least have six months expenses to make sure that you are able to hold and you know hold your own and not be set back because you don't have an emergency fund and here you are now with no 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 way to generate income and then lastly and this will look different for everyone as most finances i always say you know it's when i sit down with my clients it's really important that we sit down and do like a financial analysis because it's like going to the doctor you know we can't all our homes are different. We are all built differently. We all have different things going on. We all have different number of the number or size of the family. And so what works for you may not work for me, right? And so that's what I say, that would be the, the roof which is really establishing your investments, establishing your retirement plan, and or college savings, if you have young, young children, right? What is your plan to get your children through college? Is that even something that you're, you're thinking about yet? And so these are definitely, you know, just think about your financial home and the foundation and then go from there and, and you'll be on the path to a million dollars in no time.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I love the analogy of the home because that's exactly what is the easiest way to explain how money works. And also want to say that as, as you're growing your money and as, as you're protecting your assets, you can have more than one financial home, right? That's when people can start thinking about real estate investments or REITs, which you mentioned. So, um, for those people that are not familiar with uh, REITs, could you give us just a short um, definition of what it is?
1: Sure. Um, so it's a real estate investing trust fund, and what it is, my experience with it is either multifamily homes or or bigger buildings, and it's a trust fund that's come that many investors come together to put and make it work. So kind of a good example, I guess, when it comes to personal finance, is like a mutual index fund, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a lot of stocks come together and you have the opportunity to just not have one piece of the cake, but kind of share a bit, uh, the whole pie with uh, many individuals. So definitely a great opportunity and something that I highly recommend as well to, to look into further.
0: Thank you for sharing that Yoli. Um, Earlier during the interview, you mentioned that you have a family and I know that a lot of our listeners have kids. And so I want to ask you, how are you building wealth for your kids? What are the things that you're doing um, for them to kind of help them get, uh, get
1: ahead? So my, my, my children, or they're not children, my young adults, as they always correct me. <laughs> um, they, you know, they get caught up into the uh, like. One, I don't like shopping. I really don't. I, I, and and maybe that's why it's been easier for me to build build what I've built. But they love shopping. They're teenagers, right? And so I'm always dropping the, oh, you want the latest and greatest Apple phone? Well you know, you could have stock instead. And there's actually an ROI there. Or my youngest, she loves her Jordans and is constantly browsing for Jordans. And and like, this is actually a thing, like these kids really want to invest in them. Like, well, you can also invest in Nike, like buy stocks in Nike. And so we're always talking about money. In anything we do, there's a conversation of let's talk about, you know, money, where can we, you know, you know, they get, they come across money and it's like, you know, you don't need a lot of money to invest. So we can actually invest this, you know, we can buy you, you know, some stock for that and it'll give you an an ROI much, much bigger than your pair of shoes in, in a few years. So, yeah. And I just think about how different it is because these are conversations I didn't grow up having. Right. I right. never talked about money at all. Or, you know, I could never tell you anything about my parents and their finances. I recently not long ago, maybe in the last two years, I had learned that my parents paid for their first multifamily property cash because they wow. didn't know how they didn't know that, you know, you actually could deposit it at the bank. They saved $27,000 and paid for a four four uh, unit apartment building in chicago wow so that, was, that was like i think i had just been born so a long time ago or <laughs> well, maybe think, not so long ago
0: <laughs> not that, we're still young yoli right and i and i think that's the narrative for a lot of our uh, community that believe that you just have to save 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 which in my opinion i don't believe that is uh, it's a all or, or nothing type of mentality or a horrible thing to do. Um, but when you just save your money at home or in a regular savings account, you're losing money to inflation. And that's why diversifying is so important because you want to be able to protect the money that you have been earning. And thank you for sharing that the way you're talking to your kids about building wealth, because that's how we break the cycles of generational poverty again, because having those conversations, making our kids feel comfortable or our young adults about money and really teaching them that money is no longer a taboo topic for us. It shouldn't be a taboo topic any longer because we are exposed to more resources than our parents or our abuelitos had a long time ago. Can you share with us what has been one of the biggest or best investments that you've made in yourself in the last few months or year?
1: Hmm. I would say definitely pursuing higher education. You know, growing up as the only mujer, I was also never encouraged to go to school because my place was at home. And even though, and this is even though I always did so well. So You know, obviously my journey being very non-traditional, I think that it was pursuing higher education and seeing the value and sharing my knowledge with others was definitely a great investment, especially now today that there's a lot of friction when we talk about higher education because of the student loan crisis, right? So I feel like especially now when you're on TikTok and social media, it's not really being encouraged because, you know, student loan debt, and it's a crisis, etc. So for me, you know, and granted, I wish I would have had the tools to better manage and not have to have had student loans. Unfortunately, I did. But still, I don't regret pursuing higher education, because it definitely really changed my life. And then when I started what I consider investing in my own community, right, being very active, trying to support and help with what the knowledge that i knew is when my career really took off and so i think it, that also for me is seeing the value in giving back to our community and investing my time in my community i think has been has been of huge value to me
0: thank you so part- not really so not really money
1: right but i think it's still an investment
0: Absolutely. And thank you for calling that out, because um, I am a big advocate of um, education as well, because I didn't have that growing up. You know, we were moving so much so often that I never I don't remember if I ever was able to finish a full year at the same school. And so for me, investing in my education has led me to be where I am today today. And yes, a student loan is a burden, but it's also an investment and you get to choose how you want to manage that responsibility, right? Like thinking, oh, wow, it's a lot of money. I'm never going to get ahead or, hey, let's create a plan and tackle the debt and learn about investing and just keep moving because money conversations are never going to go away. So we have to be comfortable with talking and managing our money. Everybody that comes to the podcast, Yoli, I ask this question to finish the podcast. So tell us what is your definition of wealth?
1: My definition of wealth is to have the power to give the money away. And what I mean by this is, you know, when you see family or friends or your community in need, to not have to think twice about being able to lend a hand and give it to them, right? There are many of us in our positions that I see in our community, in the position that you and I are in, where we're trying to, to accumulate the wealth and educate our community, that they are their parents' retirement plan, Yes. right? So, you know, thinking about that, thinking about, you know, those that are haven't been able to walk the journey that we've walked, For me, absolutely, is to be able to be able to help those that are in need, especially closest to us.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And I love your definition, because that's exactly what wealth is about. It's not about just making it and keeping it. It's about having the ability to write a check to help an organization that we cared about and The more wealth that we accumulate, the more we're able to get and even become angel investors for some of those organizations or businesses that are run by Latinas that are growing, that we have the ability
1: to get there.
0: Yoli, thank you for being with us. It has been an honor. Tell us where people can find you.
1: Sure. So I am most active on Instagram and Facebook. So you can follow us at Latinas Who Trade. And also, if you want to connect with me professionally outside of Latinas Who Trade, again, I'm happy to to connect with individuals, especially if they're looking to get into the commercial real estate space. You can find me on LinkedIn as Yoli M. Valencia.
0: I'm going to reach out to you. Mm (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> anything else you'd like to share with us, Joli? Do you have any offers? Are you taking clients?
1: Yes. So please reach out to me. I'd love to share. I love sharing. I love reading. And so I always love to share free ebooks with with my clients. And there's some really good books that I really like about building wealth that I love to share. And also, if you want some guidance or a free free financial needs analysis, I'd be happy to sit down and have this conversation. And so one last thing, I do want to share a quote that I love. And I think it's, it's good for us to just reflect on it a little bit. And it's The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. And this Mm. is very true for investing also. We don't need a lot of money to begin investing. What we need is time.
0: Exactly. I love that quote. Thank you so much for being a guest on Say Hola Wealth podcast. And mujeres, don't forget to follow Yoli at Latinas Who Trade. And we are also going to be adding her information on the show notes. So make sure to give her a follow. Thanks, Jolie, for being here.
1: Thank you, Lucy, for having me. It was a pleasure. And thank you for all that you do as well. Thank you.
0: Mujeres, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you find value on this episode, don't forget to share it with your amigas. And don't forget to subscribe whenever you listen to podcasts to be notified when the next episode releases. It would also mean the world to me if you can make time out of your Busy Mujer schedule to write a review for us on Apple Podcast. Are you spending time on social? So are we. Come say hola to us. You can find us on IG under at Viva la Budget and Finance. And if you are ready to take charge of your finances and your dinero, check out the show notes to get started and apply to work with us. Hasta la próxima, Busy Mujer.